So this is www.silenceofthechatterbox.com's first blog post recording. The silent treatment. I had been losing my voice on and off for a number of years. Not completely silent, but enough to be resting it. Of course, I never did. I have the distinct feeling that should I stop talking, I'll self-combust, which will make December interesting. The pattern of the voice loss is an interesting one. It would usually start with the trip to the hairdressers. Yep, the hairdressers. Not to get a cut, but an upstyle. It's probably karma for having such notions. Leave your hair down and be grateful. I'd get the upstyle, hair would be sprayed, and then after a while my throat would feel like it was coated in a glue-like substance, so I'd cough to clear it. It didn't work, I'd continue, and I'd end up with a chest infection, lose my voice and have to take steroids. Which I might add does not give me the energy that the doctor often warned about. I was hoping for a bout of Wonder Woman-like qualities for the week I'd be on them. I didn't really mind the not sleeping if I got stuff done, but that never seemed to happen, so my Wonder Woman costume shall remain in the wardrobe. In April of this year, the house that I live in had all its floors varnished, and the above cycle began again. But this time, there was radio silence. Literally. Hashtag Varnishgate. The voice doctor. I was doing one-on-one singing classes with my friend, an absolute ball breaker, who's training in a still technique. I had a breakthrough. She'd always told me that I operate on a thick vocal fold. It basically means that my vocal cords are slapping together and putting pressure on my voice. She said not to push so much and gave me the tools to avoid this vocally. It worked with my singing. Even my family noticed the change in my singing voice. I was onto a winner, but we would only get so far and then my voice would stop. I had no control. Nicola, aka The Voice Doctor, had gently been telling me to ask to see an ENT and maybe get a scope to have a look at my vocal folds. The prospect of this made me recoil in fear. I've seen photos of vocal folds before and actually if you didn't know any better you'd think that the scope didn't enter from your nose or mouth. Google them, you'll know what I mean. After months of saying no to Nicola, one day she mentioned that as an actor I know my body and I understand the techniques she's teaching, so maybe I should really consider seeing someone, a specialist. It could be something on your vocal fold that's inhibiting you, she said. I still ignored her suggestion, until terms and conditions apply. I was doing a voiceover one day mid hashtag Varnishgate. It was a gig for a UK advertising agency, which means I go to a studio in Dublin, and they dial in and record me without seeing me. It's all very technical, but all I have to do is read the words on the page. This voiceover was terms and conditions one. You know, the really fast bit at the end of ads? Terms and conditions apply. Well, I was doing one of those. Actually, every time I do one of them, I think of all the teachers who told me to slow down when reading in class. Like, I may be an actor now and love reading out loud, but in school, reading out loud was never fun. Whether it be in science, when you got the dreaded paragraph with the word... Let me say it slowly now. Organism. Or in English, when one day reading Emma out loud, I read the word angel as angle. Oh yeah, I did that. Anyway, I laugh to myself now when I do the fast bits because slowing down is not an option and I have a day's work done in 10 minutes. Not this day. I'd done the voiceover on Wednesday and it was fine. I was a little bit croaky, but I got away with it. No sooner had I left the studio and I was booked for the same job the next morning. The terms or conditions had changed. 
Grant. Except it wasn't Grant. I woke on the Thursday morning with very little voice. I got to the studio, they dialed in and I did the ad. They can hear it's a struggle for me to get any voice out. What they can't see is I'm in a sweat, nor can they see the panic on my face or the gestures I'm making to the very lovely sound engineer, Tony. He can see my distress. They suggest that I get some water and do a warm up. At this point, I'm in a pool of sweat. I'm already guzzling water like I'm 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. I leave the booth and I look at Tony who kindly says, what can I do? We raid the kitchen for hot water and the last spoon of honey and I went back in. I'm ready, I said into the mic, took the spoon of honey and managed to deliver the script and they hung up happy. Phew. I was to record one of Tony's incredible poems that day. You can visit his Vimeo poetry page um, through the link on my blog. And although the character was tired and losing life, even my voice was too wounded to use. I went to see my GP the next morning and cried. I felt my career was in jeopardy and I needed to see an ENT consultant. Nicola, aka the voice doctor, was right something was wrong. I was referred to a Mr. Peter Lacey ENT, but it would be October before I got to see him. In the meantime, my GP suggested I wear one of these, the photos in the blog, which will look great for a diet, not so great for not looking very strange. Thank you so much for listening. All of the photographs mentioned and the links are in the original blog post, which of course is on the website www.silenceofthechatterbox.com and all of the information, should you have stumbled upon this by chance, is also on the website on the About Me section and there is a recording. Terms and conditions apply. I'll be silenced for two weeks so I need to get all my talking out now. Visit www.silenceofthechatterbox.com for more information.